0: and welcome to the northwest disciples podcast
1: on this podcast we hope to share a bit of the stories of fellow northwest disciples people that know and love jesus and are living here in the mighty northwest of ireland i'm clona and i'm ap
0: we'll be your hosts on this podcast each episode we hope that this podcast encourages you about what god is doing through the lives of everyday ordinary disciples of jesus and also gives you courage to stand strong in the faith
1: and of course we also hope to have lots of banter along the way
0: thanks for joining us Let's get into this week's episode.
1: So welcome to uh, the Northwest Disciples Podcast. It's so good to be back again.
0: Yeah, and um, AP's done his usual trick of starting the episode when <laughs> no one's ready. Um, but yeah, this is our first uh, podcast on the road. So Ooh. Um, woo, snaps for the road. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> the is, road to where, But No, it's quite relevant because our guest today, Peter Dixon, is a road engineer. Oh my goodness, what a segue. So snap for roads. Thank you. Really yes. excited. Peter's dying, but um, yeah. So we're actually in our home in convoy at the minute, and our guest today is the wonderful Peter Dixon. I'm not biased at all, um. But yeah, so Peter, hello. Hello, <laughs> you're such a. Um, <laughs> it is great. No, it is good to have you as a guest on our, our little podcast. Um, I'm
2: delighted to be here.
0: In his own home, <laughs> at my
2: kitchen
1: table. <laughs> Oh, so really, I'm the guest in your yep. home. Yeah,
0: AP is also our first guest since March too, so mm. a very privileged person. <laughs> yep, that's yep. me. Mm. Yep. Yep. Um, but sure, we'll just we'll just dive in then. So yeah, Peter, thanks for being here. <laughs> uh, and our first question then mm. is, you know, an intro of who you are. Like I obviously know who you are. But for our how, listeners, how do you know who Peter is? He's my husband. Oh, that's good. Um, so for our listeners and for AP as well, <laughs> um, who are you? What do you do? Like, where are you from?
2: Well, I'm Peter. I'm the husband of Clodagh, <laughs> the Exodus worker. And uh, I am an engineer and I work uh, for a consultancy doing stuff to do with roads. Uh, during the day and I'm from not from Convoy I'm actually from Melford but I've been living on Convoy now for a while uh, two and a half years or so I think
0: yep that's it and that's where we are tonight yeah
1: <laughs> I mean lovely place Convoy you know yeah, it's N- a place I'm not in very often so it was nice coming in you know mm. like just I saw the mill and all and it was here.
0: ah very good you come that way
1: aye through ah. Castle Finn lovely good man so, Peter, how are you discipling in the Northwest? Do you belong to church? like I know you've worked with The Excess in the past, so maybe you could go into that a bit.
2: All right, very good. Yep, doing all, I suppose mainly these days, um, I'm with church. I go to Letterkenny Baptist, um, myself and Clodagh, and uh, it's a great spot. And serving along there, serving practically. And then doing other bits and pieces too, uh, teaching and things there. And it's just it's a really good place to serve and just be able to serve the Lord there. Um, and then I suppose before lots of lockdown stuff, I was I've done stuff with Exodus, where there's leading teams or knocking about the centre and different things I got. And then I could, lots of I've done been in about other places too around Letterkenny and Donegal as well um, and then meeting up with people as well and doing some discipline like that, not as much as I would like mm. right enough um, uh, but doing a little bit of that as well.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Um, so obviously then you've been following Jesus for a while but um, because you're so old no, I'm just kidding. Um, but why don't you tell us then a little bit about you know what age you were when you started following Jesus what did that journey of coming to know him look like for you
2: mm-hmm. am I your oldest person to do this podcast no actually you're not no. we've had a few no.
0: oldies but yeah, well. that used to be my banter with Peter back in the day back when we were just friends but he's actually only a year older than me but so I, yeah. I used to really, it wasn't very funny, but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. Well, <laughs> did you start following him? <laughs>
2: uh, I had, uh, I had Christian parents, which was uh, great and a real blessing. And I think um, I definitely had some type of faith when I was very small, but can't really remember it per se. But the first thing that I would really remember about coming to follow Jesus was. Being in a church service in Belfast, we were on holidays, um, and it was a big, a big building.
0: Sorry, holidays to Belfast. Yeah, that's class. I
2: mean, when you're from Milford, you know, that's as good as it gets. (laughs) Hundred miles, and uh, went up to church there, and I just remember being blown away at the size of the crowd that was there. Um, it was one of the bigger, bigger places, and I think it just it brought home to me. The fact that maybe God wasn't just a, for a, a small town or for a small group of people, that God was uh, global. Like there was people on as a, what I thought the other end of the world, you know, uh, <laughs> worshipping him and really just devoted to him. And I was seven years old. Just that really blew my mind. I think uh, so much so that your man, the pastor, did an altar call you know put up your hand if you want to be saved and i did which would have been very out of Mm -hmm. character for me so uh i know god was definitely speaking to me then and definitely moved something inside me Mm -hmm. and so i did uh make a commitment to jesus then when i was that age
0: and what did your sort of teenage years look like then as a young christian um yeah like you know that sort of commitment at seven did that continue through or yeah what did it look like as you went through school and everything
2: yeah um i would have stayed um a christian you know i didn't you know
0: (laughs) sorry i'm not questioning your theology (laughs) once saved always saved but just yeah like did you how did you find being christian at school
2: yeah i was very blessed that um the lord kept me um Mm. and he guided my path um very much so and that's down to his provision like definitely Um, and you know went through school and would have went to a school where I wouldn't have had many classmates that were uh, Christians or who were interested in the things of God shall we say and so I definitely found that tough in school you know whether it was your friends or classmates or people in your year group who you know weren't interested in you know following God and letting God direct their path and letting God direct their life, and if you were to, you know, try to talk about it, it was very much alien uh, to anybody that you talk to of your age, of my age. So that was uh, tough, but I had a great support, in, like in terms of my family, um, and in terms of uh, how I was being fed in Milford, too, um, and even you know, going to gospel meetings and. My, my mother would have brought me, father would have brought me to lots of children's clubs and stuff like that. And I mean, that was brilliant, just getting fed constantly. And even though I didn't realize it at the time, just the constant stream of uh, just spiritual food was, mm. would have, you know, really built me up um, in my walk with God.
0: Yeah, and that, I suppose that kind of leads into the question then of like, what do you think made the difference for you growing up and staying committed to following Jesus? Do you th- Like, is there anything else? Sorry, I know you've kind of just answered that, but would you pinpoint mm. anything else then? Or is that really just those, as you say, the gospel hall meetings and all the spiritual input?
2: No, I would say all the spiritual input, the gospel meetings, like really like sitting under preaching, um whenever I was too young to maybe understand it all or to listen to it all, shall we say, but still Mm -hmm. sitting under that and hearing the gospel and hearing um, just the good news that Jesus came and died for us to give us new life, to give us living hope. Um, But also then I would say the big ones was prayer. Mm. Like I had people um, and my brothers too, my two brothers at home, you know, praying for us like adults my mother you know would have met up with her friends and i remember like when i was a child hearing them from upstairs maybe they were down at lunchtime praying together in the kitchen yeah, and i remember hearing brilliant. that and Aye. do you know that has such that's such a big impact on a young person to hear your mother and her friends praying for you that the lord would keep them keep their children and and guide their steps um and like that would have had a massive mm-hmm. influence on me as well
1: yeah, yeah. I was I was talking with uh, with Claudio, who's our Sligo worker, uh, yesterday, and we were um, we were talking about people praying for you, and you know, like how how do you feel when people are praying for you? And it's like it's like a notification, like God pops up and it's like, I know you might not be <laughs> expecting this, but like these people are talking about you, and yeah. so I'm letting you know that I'm here because people are are looking out for you, um, mm. which I think is is great that you know God's like yeah. that that God is listens to your prayers and then it's so evident that he does show up yeah um in yeah. that way mm.
0: even like your mum's intentionality of um i'm gonna bring my children before the lord mm. you know on like a you know like you know often and probably daily you know and i remember um like having a conversation with you a while ago peter um we were saying you knew like um, I can't remember what we're talking about but you just said the line you know like my mum would have like my mum would have like sang or prayed you know to me as her unborn child in her and I was just like wow that mm, really is such faith yeah a Christian mum do you know and I like mm. I'm I, I remember at the time being like I want to I want to be like that you know um but also like just like as your wife I am so grateful I'm grateful now as like a random person That your mum prayed for you, do you know, because now... You're, you know, like that's a side benefit for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like, I, like, yes, I am so grateful. Do it. you know? Yeah. and like
2: feeling the benefit of historical prayer. Of
0: historical prayer. Yeah, like totally. Yeah. And yeah. I'm yeah. so thankful for Anne and, yeah, walk, and for Charles. Yeah, walking
2: footsteps.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you're on the next step. Like mm. you're praying for your husband and yeah, and all Well, I hope
2: you are, but you know,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, conti-
0: yes, he continues I hope, I to be so prayed too. for. <laughs> I can't <laughs> confirm. Yeah, uh, like
2: my like my mom and dad would have been like they would have brought us round you know the three of us boys like and read and prayed with us at night time mm. and like that was such an impact on our lives um mm. and sometimes i wonder i would we've you know if you come across an old hymn book of like old uh hymns and gospel songs and i'll read them and I'm like i know that hymn and mm. i won't have a clue how i know it but i realize it would have been sung to me when i was a wee boy mm. do you know yeah
0: that's so special it really really is class yeah we need to rearrange this next yeah, question. But hey. <laughs> because we always have such anyway, sorry, that's what you said. No for me and AP.
1: Yeah. So you everyone listening, keep us accountable, you know. <laughs> but uh yeah. So to move to a more lighthearted side of uh side of the street. Um like you've lived in Milford, you live in lovely convoy. Um, you know what about the northwest do you love the most and what would you like say to northwest disciples that you like is the best thing about the northwest
2: trying to get people to stay in the northwest is that it Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's fair (laughs) yeah uh well i suppose i could i've lived in dublin for a year or two and lived in Sligo for three years maybe so i've got maybe the perspective of being outside the northwest Mm. uh love the people like the people are good (laughs) do you have to say that yeah you have to sorry
0: everyone says that but it's grand (laughs) uh it just reaffirms because.
2: Well, I'm not going to say the Weller. <laughs> so <laughs> it's warm tonight, boys. There, aye, there Shapers. is no wind out
0: there too. Well, you. close heat. That is close.
2: So uh, the people, I like the, I like the way boys go on too, like uh, no. in the chat, but that's because it was rare done it too. Do you yeah. know what I like chatting about? Do you know whatever it is, farming or cars or whatever? Do you know it's harder to have a a car or farming conversation in yeah. Dublin, to be honest, now,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but it's not the same it's It's
1: definitely not the same yeah
2: no and you can park anywhere (laughs) (laughs) do you know park in Dublin this is what we want (laughs) yeah parking in Dublin's a nightmare guys so
1: yeah stay well away
2: you can park everywhere yeah you can launch your up on top of the footpath and it'll be okay like
0: we don't advise that but you know. Yeah. No, that that is an excellent point. There and like I mean there is less people here, so there's less cars, but yeah. Brilliant. Um so back to the <laughs> we really do need yeah, to change it. Changes, yeah. Um the sequence of the questions. Um Yeah, so following Jesus saying, What's your favorite thing about about following him?
2: Yeah, when you sent me on this question uh earlier on today, I was trying to think about that. Um, I wasn't sure like how to pick one but mm-hmm. like I think because it's logical like to me it, following Jesus makes sense mm. mm-hmm. like if you believe in creation that God created us and created the world um, and that we're these little beings and that there is a God like it had it makes sense that you have to go back to your creator you know we're in sin now and we need to go back to our creator. Like we need to have that connection, we need to have that relationship. Otherwise you're really you're like out in your own. You're like a ship out at sea, like completely lost. Um like I was trying to think of examples of how it makes sense and didn't think of any good ones, but like if you have a car, you know the car always has to go back to the mechanic you know and a, a baby always has to go back to their parents you know that connection is there and if you're out on your own and mm-hmm. not created not connected to your creator then i don't know it doesn't make any sense to me
1: yeah yeah mm. This feeling like the car talk podcast but like you <coughs> no no no, no I'm, I'm about to make a car point myself that's why yeah. um you know like people are like oh you know I shouldn't be limited by like what religion or what the Bible says. Like I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. But if we did that on the roads, you know, you know, there, the, we can go anywhere on a road. We can get to any place we want. But there's rules we have to follow mm-hmm. when we're there. We can't be speeding. We can't use the other lane. You know, mm-hmm. there are limits to what you can do. But that doesn't mean you can't get to where you want. And so, mm-hmm. so many people think, oh, you know, no rules for me. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And that's when they often they crash like and yeah and it's those people s- might see the bible as limiting it's like oh it's a big book of rules you know and this mm-hmm. god who like is giving you 10 commandments to follow and all the, you know but it's within those limits that you are free yeah that you can go where you want and like you know go where where god wants you to go you know and yeah. and without that without those limitations that th- that people may see as hin- hindrances but they're really not they're really to to let you be fulfilled, in, in what mm. you want to do,
0: yeah, and to like to really thrive as well, mm. you know. But I, I love what you're saying there about just, it's that connection, you know. It and it runs deeper than a practical sense. Yeah, it's really very like inward. Um, and yeah, like if you if you and if you don't believe that narrative, of that we are created, um, I I really do think that that is so hard to buy into. You know that that there is no creator that you know that there's nothing behind this that mm-hmm. you know like i remember having a conversation um with my brother recently you know about like evolution and stuff and just asking him the question like well when did your soul come into play then because you are more than your physical body you know you, yeah. you are soul mm-hmm. you're a whole being that is why god has created us um but just you know like you know he wasn't really able to give me an answer um or at least not one I can remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, your soul has been created by a loving, good creator. Um, and yeah, your soul longs for that reunion. Yeah. You know, Romans says all creation is waiting to be reunited and for, like, for Christians to be revealed in the resurrected body. So whether all of creation realizes it or not, we are, we're all waiting and longing for the day that we'll be reunited with Jesus when he comes again. Um, and so, yeah, this, yeah, it 100% is it, like it is. There's a lo- logic, mm-hmm. logistics, there's logistics, there's, there's a logistics. logic to our faith as yeah. well. Yeah, for sure. And it's yeah. a point definitely worth talking about more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. um Peter, is there a, a passage of scripture that's ever really spoken to you or something that's on your mind at the moment that you want to share with us?
2: Yep, absolutely. Uh, I don't really have a favorite Bible verse or anything I can get, but one, something that I was looking at recently and I shared it. Uh, we were asked to do our favorite Bible passage in church. Mm. And this is just the one that I came across in some of my readings that really stood out to me. It's in Psalm 20 and it's verse 7. It says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Mm. Um, and just the reason for that is like, what are you going to if you're thinking about what you're going to build your life on mm-hmm. what are you going to invest your life like all of you have like your time and your effort and your you know your emotions and your soul like are you going to tr- entrust it to the chariots and horses that are going to fall away and fail you at some point are you going to trust in the name of the lord your god um so that's why i really like that verse it puts it it gives you a it shows you what you should be be believing in. I think.
0: Mm, that's good, and like that, like build your life upon as well. It's good. Um, so yeah, last question. Um, what one piece of advice would you give to a young person who's seeking to follow Jesus, and is living in the northwest?
2: Um, <laughs> it's kind <clears> of <throat> that's that's a tough one. Like. I think for what stood out to me was perspective, um, especially when you're maybe a little bit younger or maybe just starting out on your journey of faith, mm. is having perspective for the road ahead. You know, You know. we were climbing a mountain, you know, it's hard to see the top of it's covered in clouds and you're not at it yet and, you know, it's hard to think, is this all worth it whenever you're mm. sledging down in the bottom in the muck the muck-like. And your
0: boots are cutting your heels.
2: Your the feet are cut off you like, but that is it's actually the best path to go and the reward you know in the not too distant future is exceptional, mm-hmm. and amazing, um and just perspective when you have life decisions to make or when you have, um things that, you have to decide or things you have to do or invest your life in um, or or put your life in like thinking about what what's the way I should go um and the verse that came to my mind was. In Matthew seven, and it says, "Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. Mm-hmm. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it." Um, and it was just that way. Like sometimes it's easy to take the wide road, like mm-hmm. the, um, and go through the wide gate because it's handier or it's simpler or it's easier or it's the path of like less resistance. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if you just stop and think and seek the Lord and ask him, what would you want me to do? Sometimes you'll just have to go through the narrow gate. And when you're squeezing through, it might be a little bit tight, but it's the right way to go. Um, and you're walking with the Lord. And uh, I think the rewards are there to see. Like,
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, and what like poignant verses, you know, once again, the Bible just speaks into this modern... Yeah. world you know and those that think that the Bible is irrelevant and you know dated and stuff you read a verse like that and you just think yeah that's the same today as mm. you know when Jesus was was sharing that you know Yeah. Um. it is wide and if you're a Christian young person like most likely your friends are you know on that wide path and you very much are going against that flow or um whatever but just know that that jesus here the people that jesus spent time with also struggled with that clearly you know, he was pointing that out to mm. them um and i just yeah i love what you were saying there about like that just perspective of the end goal and paul like does that a lot of you know yeah like keep your eyes fixed on the prize that's ahead of yeah. you like look forward and of what's to come so i think that's great advice mm. peter thank you
1: yeah, thank you so much um, for inviting me into your home and for being our guest on this podcast. We're yeah. uh, we're very short in time. We've we've done w- very well. We've Peter cram- is an engineer. crammed a lot, and they very we efficient. We've it out well, have we? We Peter, have. Yeah. Like,
0: th- I'm not surprised. Peter's very like he means what he says mm. and doesn't doesn't waffle like his good wife. <laughs> Uh, but no thank you so much uh, for just sharing with us and I do think that there's um, a lot that will bless people on that yeah, um, absolutely. and even you know like for parents listening I hope that it encourages them mm. you know you're making a difference mm. in praying with your child and praying for your child um, yeah so thanks so much anything else you want to say to close or
2: Nash, you may have a cup of tina or something
1: <laughs> that's it, that <day. laughs> Well, Um, we're going to enjoy our cup of tea and uh, we'll see you all next time.
0: Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.